Wrestling fans, are you ready? Yes, 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 yes. For the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world, uh, let's get ready to rumble! What's going on, guys? Welcome back to WrestleRant Radio for Thursday, February 25th, 2021. I am Graham G.S. Matthews. Hope you guys are doing well. And we have another very special show on tap for you fine folks here today, featuring the WWE champion, The Miz. Uh, my exclusive interview with the new champ coming off of his win at Elimination Chamber on Sunday. We are talking to Miz here today all about the victory going forward, what his goals are, headlining WrestleMania again for the first time in 10 years. Um, if he ever doubted he would become WWE Champion again, that awesome, no pun intended, hate me now, video package from WrestleMania 27. Uh, his parents' reaction to the win, his haters, as he puts it, and uh, so much more. It was a really, really cool interview. It was one of my favorites of all time. We're going to be sharing that exclusive interview um, here on the show here today. It dropped initially on my YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Graham G.S. and Matthews. You can check those out every time they go up, uh, whether it be on Mondays or Thursdays or Fridays. We had Killer Cross on Wednesday, and the, or, or Carrying Cross, rather, uh, NXT Superstar, and then The Miz on Thursday. So check them out as soon as they drop over on the channel by subscribing today and help me subscribe or help me reach rather the 5,000 subscriber mark. I would greatly appreciate that. And you can also check out the article uh, or the interview rather in article form over on Bleach Report right now. And uh, before we check it out in audio form here on the show today. So right after that, we have my conversation with Mr. Marceau breaking down the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, Raw, NXT, and Dynamite. From this past week. If you want to check out new episodes of WrestleRant Radio, you can do so by uh, finding the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and Google Play, as well as on WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com. You can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, and never miss an episode every single Thursday. So without further ado, please welcome my guest at this time, the all-new WWE Champion, The Miz. What up, Graham? Miz, what's going on, man? Congrats on the WWE Championship one last night. I believe the first headline I read uh, from my notifications Uh on my phone was from Bleacher Report, and it said, The Miz is really WWE (laughs) champion from you guys. (laughs) Well, I'm going to preface that by saying I didn't write that. But second of all, I was going to ask you uh, what the moment meant to you last night by becoming the WWE champion. It was a shocking end of the show. Not a lot of people saw that coming. You've been teasing a lot. You're finally the champion now. What are your thoughts on not having one last night? What are the uh, first reactions? If I can be honest with you, I walked in today. I walked into Elimination Chamber, mm-hmm. and I did not expect that to happen either. Uh, mm-hmm. I had no idea it was going to happen until probably I started getting a feeling uh, of the rumblings, and I was like, "Ooh, this could happen." Mm-hmm. And then had a little conversation with a colleague, and I was like, "This is going to happen." We are going mm-hmm. to, I, I'm going to cash in tonight and I could be WWE champion. And let's face it. Drew McIntyre has been unstoppable. And the, the champions that we have right now in Roman or that we had at before I cashed in 
Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, to be completely honest with you, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to cash in until these two get rid of the titles because they are such strong champions. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think we've, I can't remember the last time we've had such strong champions in WWE and to be able to go in there, beat someone like Drew McIntyre, who has been on fire as of late and win my second WWE championship. And to be completely honest with you, I wasn't sure it was ever going to happen. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I was WWE champion and I've had opportunities here and there, but sometimes, you know, you're just, you just wait and you see and you, and you push and you make sure you're always evolving, always getting better, always doing the right things. And, you know, from, from then on, I was like, wow, it's going to happen. And I'm still in awe that it actually happened. And, uh, I'm just very proud and happy and uh, I love the fact that on Twitter, everyone was going nuts, some positive, mostly negative. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I always enjoy all the negativity because it fuels my fire to do better, to be better, to gain the respect of my haters. The funny thing is that you even go back 10 years ago when you cashed in the first time on in the bank, there was hate even then. Like you said that the uh, article, that the title for that article from Bleach Report was that you were really WWE champion. You could probably find an article saying the same thing from 2010. And then you went on to hold the championship for six months, main event WrestleMania, faced Jerry Lawler, John Cena, among many other people. Uh, how does this compare to that first championship win from 11 years ago at this point? It feels even better. And the reason it feels better is because I feel that I'm ready and I'm worthy. You know, when I first won the WWE championship, I had, I was still gaining my confidence in WWE. I mean, I was, I was pretty new to the main event scene. As, as a matter of fact, I think that was like my like first main event. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't in the main event picture and to be able to work with Randy Orton and John Cena, who literally took me from this, you know, lower level mid card superstar into and turn me into and make me learn how to become a main eventer. And this isn't just, you know, this is how good they are, that when you're in the ring with them, you have to elevate yourself and get to that level. And if you don't, you'll they'll swallow you up and spit you out. And so many superstars have done that. And I was able to learn, take it in. And I remember when I was money in the Mr. Money Bank in 2010, everyone thought I was going to be the first person to lose that mm -hmm. money in the bank contract. But then I won the WWE championship and went on WWE championship. Everyone said I was going to be a transitional champ. But then I went on 160 days spree main eventing WrestleMania and cashing in. And, you know, I main evented and retained the title in the main event of WrestleMania as a person that wasn't liked mm -hmm. by the audience. That never happens. Usually the good guy triumphs the bad guy, but that didn't happen that time. And I remember going up against John Cena and The Rock was involved in this storyline and everybody thought I was getting overshadowed. The WWE champion was getting overshadowed. And I remember cutting this promo and people, I think everyone was taken aback and going, oh, wow, this guy is ready and he's there. Mm -hmm. And even back then when I was in the main event of WrestleMania, I felt I was ready. But what I've learned in the past 10 years has gotten me even more ready and more confident and more able to say I am ready for the WWE Championship to hold the, the most prestigious and honorable title in all of WWE. And I will make sure that people want to stay glued to Monday Night Raw each and every Monday because you never know what is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And that creates a, the best show 
and it creates the best champion. It might even make Monday Night Raw must-see in a word, as someone would say, right? I always make everything I do or try to do. I always try to make everything I do must-see. Mm-hmm. Whether it's doing a reality show in Ms. and Mrs., which, by the way, will be coming back with new episodes the day after, the Monday after uh, WrestleMania. So you definitely want to tune oh, in perfect. for those new episodes. A lot of shenanigans happen there. Mm-hmm. But hopefully I will still be WWE champion after winning the main event of WrestleMania on April 10th or 11th. So we will see what happens. Uh, I'm excited about tonight's Monday Night Raw. Uh, I plan on gloating, uh, bragging, boasting, doing what The Miz does best. And uh, hopefully people will be happy that, uh, you know, I feel like I'm an underdog. I really do. Like, no one's ever cheered me. No one's ever said, good job, Mike. Pat me on the back. I never feel like I've ever gained the respect of anyone. And here I am as the WWE champion, still thinking, like, I wonder if they respect me now. Mm -hmm. They don't even like me. Yeah. But you have to respect me. Mm-hmm. And we, you mentioned the main event of WrestleMania. And I'm glad you brought that up because you made a post a year ago when WrestleMania was announced for Los Angeles. And you said, if WrestleMania is going Hollywood next year, if I don't main event, I quit. Has that quote that you said on your Instagram page a year ago been in the back of your mind ever since then? I mean, obviously, we're not going to be in Los Angeles this year. It's going to be in Tampa. But has that been in the back of your mind even before you won Money in the Bank? That That is a goal that you wanted to achieve come WrestleMania 37? I put these things in uh, – so I put goals that are completely out of reach. Mm-hmm. And you look at that, and it was a year ago, and, you know, people didn't think of me as main eventing WrestleMania, you know, but now a year later, like I put those in my head, I put it out in the universe. Like, you know, you ever hear the secret, like, you know, where you, you put things out in the universe and yeah, the book, they're yeah. to come back to you. Mm-hmm. Well, these are things that I do. I put it out there. I say it because I remember hearing about Jim Carrey writing himself like a, like a million dollar check and was going to cash it in five years later um, uh, because that's where his goal was. And he actually ended up getting a movie and actually making more than that check. And it's like one of those things, you put things out in the universe to hopefully, and then you, but by the way, you can't just put it out there. You have to work towards it. Mm -hmm. You have to do everything in your power to get to where you need to be. And me, it's getting all the right tools. The right tools are making sure that I'm in the ring, like the new up and coming superstars that are here in the WWE right now are more athletic, more, more, like that some of the things that they do are just absolutely incredible. And I have to make sure that I can keep up, not only keep up, but excel and be better than, than any of them. And, uh, and so they always keep me like the youth coming into WWE always keep me young. And it's funny saying that because I remember when I was, you know, 25, just coming into WWE. And here I sit here at 40 as the WWE champion. I feel like I'm in my prime. I've never been better. I am able to talk, do so many different things in the ring and able to captivate an audience unlike any other superstar that WWE has. And not only are you the new WWE champion, but the stat was shared on social media last night. You're WWE's first ever two-time Grand Slam champion. Having won this twice, U.S. champion, IC title twice, tag team titles multiple times, obviously. Uh, What are your thoughts on that stat, having been the first ever Grand Slam champion in WWE history? I I almost don't understand what it means, like what it is, because I feel like other people have had 
to have like a Randy Orton or a John Cena, like, or maybe they didn't have multiple. Is that what it is? It's like you have to have two intercontinental title reigns, two. Yes, exactly. Reigns. Yeah. And Seth Rollins hasn't done that. No, he's only no, held he the U.S. title the once. Oh wow! Yeah. Well, I was I was thinking about that. I was like, "There's no way." I didn't believe <laughs> the stat. I saw the stat. I I looked at it. I guess nah, there's no way. But now that I'm starting to think about it, wow. I mean, if you were to ask that question, like if that was a question on Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. I guarantee everyone would get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, not only that, that was another stat coming out of the show last night was that I think last night may have marked, and obviously you've won your fair matches on on TV in the last couple of months with Morrison and whatnot. Last night, I think, was the first singles match that you've won in close to a year, and now you're the new WWE champion. Is becoming the champion kind of make up for that, or do you think the work has only really just begun? And I think people should be paying more attention to the promos that you've been doing too, specifically in social media that you did after the show last night on the WWE YouTube channel. I don't think people listen to me. I think they hear me, <laughs> but they don't listen. Yep. And they don't hear, like, they, 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 they take it in and it goes out the other ear. The problem is they're not analyzing what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. They're just letting it go. When I say I'm going to do something, most of the time, I end up doing it. Now, people don't believe I'm going to do it. People hate on me and say, you know, he's not going to do it, but I do it. Edge telling me that I'm not thinking on the level of him, that I am Mm -hmm. content being awesome. Let me tell you something. I have never in my entire career been content of where I am. Even right now as WWE champion, I'm not content being Mm -hmm. WWE champion. I want to make sure that the WWE championship is the most coveted title in all of WWE. That when you are talking about a champion, you are talking about the Miz and you are talking about Monday night raw. Everything else does not matter. I am thinking on a higher level than any other superstar can even fathom. And going forward as we head into WrestleMania too, one thing that was shared a lot last night coming off your title win was that amazing video package. From WrestleMania 27, uh, set to You Can Hate Me Now, and uh, people were reminiscing on that, how great that was. Any chance we see something similar to that? Because, again, same story as 10 years ago. Like you said, a lot of people doubted that you would even make it that far as champion, and you did, and here we are 10 years later. Um, and even at the time, I know there was talk, I think you had mentioned maybe in another interview, maybe I'm mistaken, that Downstate could be singing you to the ring. Are either of those things possible for WrestleMania 37 this year? I've already texted Adam Panucci, who literally did my uh, did the Hate Me Now vignette uh, <laughs> before WrestleMania. I've already texted him and said, ready for part two whenever you are. Um, he did an absolutely incredible job. To this day, I still don't think there is a vignette that, that showcased um, a period of time, a person's career in such a short amount of time. Like, mm-hmm. literally, I think the thing was three minutes long, and you could see just the ascend of the career and he just showcased it perfectly and did an amazing job. He's just an immense talent that WWE still has to this day. And I'm very thankful that, uh, that he made that because honestly, when I was going out there, I still think the audience wasn't, wasn't fully invested in me, but when that hate me now vignette aired, I think people were like, Whoa, okay. It it got people behind me like 100%. Yep. And I was like, that's the, the, the icing on the cake that I needed. So I was very thankful for that. And I'm hoping that we can do another one. Yeah. 
That'd be fantastic. Again, any chance of a downstate theme song being sun down to the ring this year, WrestleMania, or those days past, you're not interested in that anymore? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I love downstate. I think they did a great job with my entrance music. My entrance mm-hmm. music, I always think it's really cool because I'm a sports fanatic. I love baseball, basketball, football, NFL, MLB, NBA. Whenever I hear my song being, uh, you know, an entrance to a batter or yeah. uh, leading a, a football team out, or you hear it during an NBA game like that, that means the world to me. I think that's so cool. It just goes to show that the, the talent that Downstate really has. I wish mm-hmm. they would have became the biggest uh, band out there. Um, I think they're very talented and, you know, they're very good at what they do. And they've made an incredible song for me. And lastly, Miz, your thoughts on becoming champion now as a father. And there was there any feedback you got from your mom or dad coming off of last night's win? <laughs> uh mom is uh my mom goes i'm so proud of you my michael because that's what she calls me my michael <laughs> yeah. uh all my friends from high school uh literally te- like it was funny uh my friends uh yeah put on social media and i follow them uh them watching the show like they still watch to this day like to this day they still watch you know wrestling i, I remember watching you know, pay-per-views with The Rock and Austin in my living room with my 10 best friends and my 10 best friends from high school are still watching the show and watching me and supporting me and seeing their reaction when I won uh, really warms my heart. Uh, my dad was like, uh, he's like, wait, you won the, it's the world championship, right, Mike? It's the <laughs> WWE, it's the big one, right? And I'm like, yes. He goes, oh, that's great. When are you going to lose it? I'm like, I don't know, dad. Like, mm-hmm. can you just pat me on the back for a little bit while I have it? Uh, but yeah, it's really cool. And my mom is just always immensely proud of me and everything that I do. Perfect. Well, people can catch Mr. And Mrs. Miz, uh, Ms. Annan, George Miz, uh, George Ms. Annan on Miz and Mrs. Tonight after WrestleMania uh, next year and catch yourself on Raw tonight as the new WWE champion. Miz, thanks so much for the time. I've always been a big fan. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. I always appreciate you guys making time and doing amazing articles because I read everything you guys do. Appreciate the awesome one for his time. Now we transition into my conversation with Mr. Marceau. Mr. Marceau, brother, how you doing? Doing well, GSM. How are you? Doing great. We got a lot to get to between the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view from Sunday, Raw, Dynamite, which I know you have a lot of thoughts on, for better or for worse, and NXT from last night. Uh, what was the highlight for you this past week? Um, I, I thought Elimination Chamber was pretty good on Sunday. I, I thought both matches were good in its own. Uh, I mean, I think the SmackDown one was probably one of the better installments of the match they've had in a while. So, uh, I mean, Raw was fine. NXT was good. Dynamite, I'll get to that later. Um, <laughs> we'll save that but, for last. Oh, that's going to be last, yeah. So, I mean, it, I have no real huge complaints besides what I'll be talking about later. But, no, I, th- I thought the show on Sunday was good. And, um, yeah, no real complaints. Yeah, well, like I said, we have a lot to get to here. It was a pretty newsworthy week between a couple championships changing hands in WWE, the, uh, what I thought was a better-than-expected Elimination Chamber pay-per-view for a show that they didn't really put a lot of effort into building. It ended up being a pretty decent show, and I can never complain about getting a -a two-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view from WWE. I would be remiss if I ever did that, just because the shorter shows are my favorite. That might have been the shortest card I have ever seen from a WWE pay-per-view, at least since the In Your House days. I think they only had... On the main card, four matches, right? The triple threat, the women's tag team title match, and then the two chamber match. Or no, five technically, I guess with the Miz Cashin. But other than that, only four matches, which is incredible. Yeah, I watched when I watched it with my dad the next day, he, we skipped the triple threat and we just watched the two chambers and then the women's tag match. And 
I mean, he like came upstairs after we dinner. He's like, "That's it." I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Wow, that was quick." I'm like, "Yeah." Hey, so, I mean, we only sweet. missed one match, and it, I mean, it was. I mean, I don't know how long that match was, but I mean, it was a fairly quick show, especially with the long chamber matches. Now let's see AEW Revolution go five hours next Saturday or next Sunday. I mean, with the amount of matches they have on there, it's probably going to go north of at least three and a half. No, at least. I don't think I've ever seen a pay-per-view from them that went under three and a half hours. I don't remember how long Full Gear was, and maybe it didn't really that didn't really bother me as much because it was a good All show. All out was like six hours. Oh, yeah, Jesus. You left at 11, I think, from uh, Alexis's <laughs> house, and you still didn't get home until... Like, it wasn't even over by the time you got home, I don't think. I think as I was, like, getting off the highway... You like text me you're like yeah Moxley just won. And like, you don't live ten minutes down the road, just to put it that way. You live like an yeah, hour so and a half. Yeah, so I there. left at eleven. I got home <laughs> around like a little bit after, like probably like twelve fifteen, twelve thirty. And you just text me like as I was like about to get home, like hey, just finished. I was like, dude, I literally <laughs> just got home. It was exhausting, but we'll see. We'll talk about Revolution a little bit later on. Uh, we'll talk about the biggest news coming out of yesterday in a moment in regards to the AEW, but I do got to mention this. Um, I, I know you're probably not overly familiar with him, but um, the question mark actually from the NWA passed away randomly in last night. I don't think a, a reason was uh, given as to how it happened, but um, really, really young guy. He went by the name of Josephus. He was in the NWA as the question mark just recently. Um, he was doing a shtick with... Um, Damian Sandow, so uh, I, I just read that really late last night, uh, Damian Sandow, now known as Aaron Stevens, had tweeted something about it, so um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that, but uh, that were, that really sucked to read, um, but other than that, the biggest news coming out of this past week, I would say, aside from the fact that we have a new WWE champion, is that the big show is now in AEW, so we're going to start off with this, Mr. Marceau, uh, before we even get into Elimination Chamber, just because we're fresh off of it, we have thoughts from yesterday, um, less than 24 hours removed from when I texted you the news, and it went over like a fart in church with you just because I'm sure you couldn't care less. And listen, I have never been the biggest Big Show fan. I'm not going to sit here and praise the move. I'm not going to sit here and shit on the move. I just think there's a lot of different ways this can go. And uh, I think we can both agree that it was incredibly shocking and nobody could have possibly seen this coming. Yeah, I mean, when you we were actually like, I had left, I had to go into work yesterday and on my way home I gave you a buzz and you literally had texted me probably. I don't know, a minute or two before, like, oh, they see Big Show's going to AEW. I'm like, jeez. I mean, it's, it is what it is. I just, I just, why, like, I just don't really understand why they bring him in as a commentary, commentary guy. Like, was I don't think he was ever great on the mic. When you just get, like, a young professional that's, like, actually in the business to help with the broadcasting, like, do you need to add another, like, legend? I just, and I really don't want to see him in the ring anymore, so hopefully it's, I guess it's just commentary, but you know they're paying him a ton of money, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got in the ring a little bit as well, but it just seemed a little shocking just because, I mean, I just don't think, they could have hired someone better, they just, I feel like they just hired him just because he's a big name, not like, actually a good commentator, like if they got Mauro now, I'd be like, holy shit, mm -hmm. but Big Joe, like, I really don't care. I had seen some people actually clarify to, uh, you know, correct me on what you had just said before. I think he will actually wrestle in AEW. I think he is coming in as a wrestler, at least occasionally, anyway. Oh, I mean, it doesn't get much. It doesn't get much. Uh, I don't know more more big show than that that he's wrestling in 2021. But listen, I'm okay with this, and I would lie if I said I, I would be lying if I said that I would have more interest in Cody and uh, Red Velvet versus Shaq and, and um, Jade Cargill. 
than I do in Big Show and Shaq. That's a match I've wanted to see for 10 years. Now, it would be an absolute shit show, especially in... It would have been a shit show 10 years ago. It's going to be even worse in 2021. But honestly, I think we might be finally getting that match the same way that we finally got Dustin Rhodes and Cody Rhodes, the match they desperately wanted at WrestleMania years ago. We might finally get that WrestleMania match between Big Show and Shaq at double or nothing. I mean, there's a very good chance we could finally see that match. I, I don't care. It just it's it's like one of those things is like it, it didn't happen so just move on like everyone like was always wanting like the Sting and Taker match it was like where they were at the point that they could have done it's like they're both like over the hill at that point it's like I get it but I'd rather it'd rather just not happen than just have a shitty match just to say it happened. This is a different situation than the Sting situation because I feel like he had come in because he wants to end his career in the right now. Um, just because his career in WWE ended with the injury and they wouldn't clear him. He wanted to do cinematic matches and he's getting more physical now. So we know that he actually can go, maybe not at the level that he used to, obviously, but he can at least take bumps. Uh, maybe he was cleared by their doctors. Hopefully he'll be okay, whatever. But, um, he's coming into his career with a couple of matches and then right off into the sunset. Big Show, it sounds like it was more of a financial decision as he kind of branches off beyond wrestling. I mean, this is a wrestling company, but, you know, he had the Netflix show. He's doing more acting stuff now. Um, he's going by Paul White, his real name. Well, it's Paul White doesn't have the same ring to it as, well, it's the Big Show. So I'm interested to see what the theme song is going to be there. It'll probably be something similar, but obviously not that. <laughs> you don't think it's going to be, well, it's Paul White. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> That would be uh, that would be pretty fucking funny, but uh, yeah. So he's coming in as a commentator, not for Dynamite, but rather this new second show, not the second or third show, rather, um, not the second show that was announced by TNT about a year ago before the pandemic started. Um, that's not going to be happening. I don't think until 2022. I believe is what Tony Khan said on Twitter recently. Rather, this is going to be a Monday show called AEW Dark. Elevation. I don't know why you wouldn't just call it a different name. I don't know if I said it to you or Alexis, but that just confuses me. Why not just call it a different show? Like, Dark is still Dark, but this is like an extension of Dark, but it's on a different night. Like, that just confuses the hell out of me. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's because it's like kind of similar products. They're going to go with Dark and then it's like, it's like... They should have just called it Elevation in that case, in my opinion. Yeah, but like maybe because it's like a subset, like a subsidiary of Dark, so it's mm-hmm. like another like extension of Dark. So I'll still put the name in, and then, but no, I think it'd make more sense if it's just Elevation instead of just Dark with Elevation at that. Yeah, no, it's just confusing as someone who writes about this shit and whatever. But it, it's not that big of a deal. Um, I think this could be a positive in that if they have the second show now on YouTube, that hopefully I know you don't watch Dark regularly, but hopefully they'll break up the two-hour show and it's going to be two. One-hour shows, one on Monday, one on Tuesday. It's still the same amount of content, just on two different days. And uh, the commentary team will be Big Show and Tony Schiavone. I believe, uh, Big Show, Paul White, whatever. Um, I'm, I believe Paul White's going to be on the show next Wednesday on Dynamite, making his AEW debut. And, um, yeah, I mean, one quick question for you before we wind down here and we talk about Elimination Chamber. When is enough enough in terms of the people they're bringing in from WWE and, I mean... Free agents in general uh, is fine. I mean, I just feel like their roster is as loaded as it is. And I know Big Show's not coming in as a regular on Dynamite. We won't be seeing him and Joey Janela next week on the show. Hopefully not at some point. Um, When is enough enough, though, in terms of the people they're snatching up from WWE? And like you said, I kind of agree to an extent where I feel like they just signed him because he was a notable name. 
and that's nice, but like I feel like if this was AEW two years ago, you know, maybe, I guess, just because, you know, you're just getting started, you want big names like Jericho and people like that. But the roster is fine. They have some great fucking commentators. There were they were they had commentators on their shows that they weren't even doing anything with. Remember that guy Golden Boy? He was doing um commentary for them for like the early AEW pay-per-views. Do you remember that guy or no? Yeah, he's like a like a video, video game, game guy. like commentator. Yeah, yeah he was really yeah. Um, So why not like you know what I mean? Like why not just bring him in? Maybe he's busy. I don't know. I got the sense where people like Again, I could be completely wrong here, but it seemed like they had a trial period with people like him and Chris Van Vliet, and they were like, no, you know what, we're good with who we have, we don't need these guys, so we won't use them anymore, and we haven't seen them since, so I don't know, again, like you said, I would just, um, because you know Big Show ain't coming cheap, you know he's not coming cheap, because the whole reason, it seems like a very big reason as to why he left WWE, was a financial thing, they probably offered him something he wasn't happy with, we all figured he was a lifer there, and um, he was like, well, AEW's going to offer me the better deal, so I'll go there. I, I, Big Show's not an idiot for signing, but I feel like on AEW's part, is it really going to pay dividends? It's, it's, it's not going to make me want to go out of my... I'm going to watch the shows anyway because I review all this shit. But it's not going to make me want to go out of my way to hear the Big Show on commentary. You know what I mean? Like you said, if it was Mauro Ranallo, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, he's an experienced commentator. That would make a lot of sense. Or, God, I don't even know, like... I'm not even sure what other commentators are out there that aren't signed anywhere currently. But I don't know. I just feel like the big show, it's like they're just bringing him for the sake of bringing him in and to get people talking. Whereas in the long term, I don't really think it's going to pay dividends or really benefit them any more than it would have if they didn't have him around on commentary. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I just, the fact that they got rid of Chris Van Fleet just to keep on Alex Marvez is mind boggling. But <laughs> I know. Hey. Tony Khan, so I mean that's kind of how it works in that company. But. I, I guess I'll take Big Show over Alex Marvez on commentary. He sucked, and I think as an interviewer he's fine, but as a as a commentator, no, as, even as an interviewer he sucks. It just <laughs> I like Alex Marvez, but he's he's not that great. Exactly. So I mean, it is what it is, but yeah, it just I think it's more of just getting him getting the publicity of him being out there. But like you said, I think at the end of the day, it's not like people are gonna go. Oh, I gotta watch Elevation out of here. Big show on commentary. Like, no. It's just, the it, thing is, I, for me, it's like you're spending a ton of money. Yeah, like you get some name recognition, it'll go out and people see it. But it's not like he's gonna bring more people to watch. Like, signing him as a commentator and signing Gold, Golden Boy, like, would bring in the same. Like, it's not like people are watching for them. Like, mm-hmm. it's a nice thing, but it's not, like, at the end of the day, it's not a deal breaker. Yeah, and that and just the fact that even as a wrestler, too, I just don't see... Like, you know, AEW, they can have their part-timers. I am totally fine with Sting being around. He should not be on the show every fucking week. But him doing what he's doing, I think, is perfectly fine. I'm a Sting fan, and I've grown to like Big Show. I used to hate Big Show, but I've grown to appreciate the guy. I just don't know if having him around as a part-timer is even really necessary, to be honest with you. Like, I don't know. I could probably think of a few other people I would put in that role before him, but... Other than Big Show and Shaq, which I could see them doing because they wanted to do it a long time ago in WWE, there's no matches I would really, I really want to see them. And do you rekindle the rivalry between Big Show and Cody Rhodes from ten years ago? Like, who cares? Yeah, I'm so. Uh, I honestly don't want to see them at all. So I really don't have any dream matches or any care to see what he does. Him and Wardlow, no. I mean, if he if Wardlow wins, I mean, if they do another yeah. stairs match and he beats Wardlow, then I don't care. <laughs> I was gonna say I, I was saying that sarcastically, but yeah, no, the stairs match don't uh 
Don't remind me. You don't want to see a uh, you don't want to see him and Jack Swagger running back after their world heavyweight title feud ten years ago. <laughs> no, I hope they bring El Patron back though. Do El Patron versus uh, Big Show? Get I'd, the uh, bucket out again. I'd probably stop. I'd probably stop watching the show. <laughs> he's so problematic, and and he stiffed me at an at uh, autograph signing <laughs> oh, one time five years ago. He's not over this though. <laughs> He wasn't a dick, but he wasn't. I, I'm just, I'm just very, I'm very, I'm very critical because every wrestler, and I've met probably hundreds of wrestlers over the last ten years. None of them have been dicks, but he was definitely the least welcoming, the least inviting of anyone I've ever met. And he wasn't mean, but just I don't know. And I, I the thing is, I used to really like Del Rio, but obviously that was all before the problems, and then he just became really boring. And I don't know how we got into a Del Rio discussion here, but I don't think AEW would be dumb enough to sign a. Uh, Del Rio. They do a big show and that's fine, but you know, it's it's a wait and see approach. It's a wait and see approach because if they use him once in a while and he's in like the casino battle royal, I guess, but like I don't know. I, I, I can't I don't want to be hypocritical because I was the same guy. Like every time Big Show you would hear the music pop up, well, like every time you needed a mystery opponent or a mystery entrant in the rumble, it you it would always be Big Show. Every fucking time this guy would come back and turn heel a million different times. So I don't know. I feel like Tony Khan's just a big WCW fan and he's fulfilling his childhood fantasy right now. Clearly. I mean they keep hiring all these WCW guys, so we'll see what happens. So we move along here to Elimination Chamber, which again was a pretty newsworthy show overall too. Very good Elimination Chamber matches. The Miz is the new WWE Champion. We have a new United States Champion in Riddle as well. What were your overall impressions of the pay-per-view, Mr. Marceau? Can you say that again? Yeah, no worries. I was just going to ask you what your overall impressions of the pay-per-view were, Elimination Chamber from Sunday. I thought it was good. Like you said, I, th- I think it was nice and short, which is always which is always nice. I thought both Chamber matches were good. The first one was better. That's the only thing I hate about the two matches. It's the two in the same night. It's just like you can only do so much. In the first one, I feel like they did everything pretty well. So the second one kind of, I wouldn't say hindered that, but like they had less to do just because I thought the first one, they did a lot of new creative stuff. So the second one, like when they were like unlodged the pod, like I, I guess, but I thought the first one was had more like unique, different circumstances and the second one kind of hindered for that. But I thought both of them were good. And then uh, the tag title match was whatever. And then, I honestly didn't pay attention to Triple Threat, so I can't even tell you what happened. So as someone who watched the pay-per-view live, immediate reaction to The Miz becoming WWE Champion, were you one of those people that immediately shit on it, was like, all right, the booking here is terrible because the guy's been booked like such a loser now for a year? Or did you see through it, not not praise the guy because you're a Miz fan, and now you're not, but... Um, or was it a situation with you where you were like, okay, I could see what they're doing here with Bobby Lashley, so I'm, I'm willing to see where they go with it. I immediately shit on it. I'm pretty sure I tweeted <laughs> immediately that the raw ratings are already bad. It's, they're just going to plummet now. Yes, I did. I did actually see that. I forgot about that. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, obviously I understand what they're going with, but the Miz been just booked just so poorly in the last couple months. Like, I get their point of, like, the whole money in the bank. It's, like, the person gets an opportunity. You just, I've never understood why you book them so bad. Like, yeah, like, then eventually they'll get their push. And, like, but then people will just never take them seriously because the last... Like, he was just losing a freaking bad bunny. I mean, I just, I get that. He lost to Kofi a week before the pay-per-view. Exactly. But if if this is him to win it, just to lose the Bobby, I'm fine with it. But I would I honestly would rather just Bobby beat up Drew. Miz goes to cash in. Drew still beats him. And they just do him and Bobby. Like, why does the Miz need to hold the belt for a week? Like, what does that do? 
nothing. Because if he loses in a week, then he's going to go on to another feud and keep losing. So it just, I, I understand. And he should have lost the briefcase a while ago because then, then they had that stupid, like, like, oh, well, John Morrison actually cashed it, not The Miz. That was just, that was just dumb. They should never dumb. give him the briefcase back. But, I mean, I immediately crapped on it. If, if Bobby wins it, I'll be fine, I guess. But I just, I don't know. I, I, I would have just kept it on Drew still, but... Well, going up, the question you sent in to me on Hashtag this week, where do you see this going? Is it a situation, like you said, if Bobby wins, then cool, but, you know, I, I think that'd be amazing. I think he's long deserved it. Going off your question, though, is it, do you think it's going to be Bobby and maybe Brock at WrestleMania, and then Drew goes on to face Sheamus? How do you see the championship picture shaking out as we get closer to the event? Oh, if if Bobby wins the belt, it's him and Brock, LOL. Really? I mean, you think so, for sure? Guaranteed. Um... It's it'd be one of those things. If Bobby wins it, they'll do like they could do him, Miz, and Drew at Fastlane. Have him beat Miz, and you can have like Sheamus cost Drew, and then you just do Drew and Sheamus at WrestleMania, no title, and then do Brock and Bobby. So you do Brock and Bobby, Drew and Sheamus. Does so? I expressed my issues with the match on the show yesterday. And again, I don't want to sound like a hypocrite because I've been, say, I've been asking for this match for years now and I would like to see the match. Um, but I feel like the negatives might outweigh the positives in that you give Bobby the belt for what? A month? Because you would probably lose, right? How do you see that going? I, I mean, if, if they're going to do him and Brock and Manny, you have, you have to have Bobby win. I mean, it makes no sense. I mean, no, and then they'll put it back on Brock, but I, I just, why would you book him so strong just to win the belt just to lose it right away? I mean, well, yeah, that's my thing. So that, that's what I wanted to ask you. I feel like I would trust me. I want to see Bobby win too. But I feel like if they do the match, Brock would almost not have to win. But if, no, he doesn't have to win. Bobby has to win. But I feel like Brock would almost very likely win just because I I don't know. I've always gotten the sense, and I talked to Bobby a couple of months ago, and he said that someone in Brock's camp never wanted that match. I, it was probably Heyman. You, if, if you look at the writing on the wall here, and I think I was saying this to Alexis a couple of days ago. It does not surprise me that Paul Heyman is not a Bobby Lashley guy at all. I mean, you look at the year that Heyman ran Raw, and there were a lot of guys that got pushed, and rightfully so. Andrade, Ricochet for a little bit, Aleister Black, among other people. Where was Bobby Lashley? Fucking married to Lana and and doing all this dumb shit with her and and Miro and all this other garbage. I mean, he clearly did not see Bobby Lashley as the dominator, as, you know, this dominant force that he is now. I don't think they want that match, and I feel like the only way they would agree to it is if Brock wins, and Brock has lost in the last two WrestleManias, so I just, he lost in the last match that we saw him in, and you also can't beat him too often, so I feel like it's a catch-22 either way. So, the only thing I, so, I don't I don't know if I would say he's not a Bobby Lashley fan, but I, I, what I will say is that I feel like, to him, Bobby Lashley's basically Brock Lesnar 2.0, like they're they're both big muscle bound guys. Come both are amateur wrestlers at UFC Fire. Like they're basically the same guy, basically. So it's like if he pushed Brock, uh, Bobby as like an unbeatable monster, just like Brock, then like you're pushing like the same. Like it's two of the same, I guess. Obviously, they're they're different different races. But I mean, if you push Bobby as a MMA beast, and then you already have Brock, then you're like doing this, like. I don't know. That's maybe that. That's how I would see more than anything else. Like, you can't have them both be the same person. Yeah, and get- I don't think they are. I don't. I don't look at Bobby and think based off how he's. I mean, based off the booking, maybe a little bit, but I don't think. Oh man, he's he's Brock Lesnar two point 
Like, I feel like I, Bobby Lashley has his own identity. He has his own faction. It's not really a question for me, more so Paul Heyman, I guess, because he would probably shed some more light on it. But I, I just get the feeling that Brock wouldn't want the match, and if they do it, then he would probably win. That's my fear. Eh, he doesn't care. Hey, write the check big enough, he'll, he'll, he'll take a job. Bobby wins. Does that cement him as a star, and they go on from there, and they give him a nice long title reign? Because that's what I would like to say. Yeah, I, 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 if if he's gonna win the belt, like I said, I just I just don't think it'd make much sense to build him up as good as they have. He's probably besides Drew, he's probably. I mean, even you could probably give give him a fair show. Like he's probably been the him Roman and Drew have been the best booked guys in the last probably six months to a year. Or so easily, I mean, it it'd make no sense for him to win the belt just to drop the Brock, who has lost the last few years to Drew, to Seth, to Rome. Like he's lost a decent amount lately, so. I just think it would be dumb for him to come back and then just beat Bobby, and then then like then he's done at that point. Like if he loses the Brock, then what do you do with him then? What do you do with Brock Lesnar as another part-time champion for the fifth time in the last six years? <laughs> you suck it up, Jesus. Well, speaking of part-timers, he's not exactly a part-timer, but Edge did choose to face Roman Reigns at WrestleMania for the Universal Championship. I, that that that's an outcome I could get behind. If they actually had Edge win, I would not complain the same way that I would if if. Uh, if uh, Brock won, just because Edge is proven to be around a little more often than Brock Lesnar is, and um, he's done some great work since his return. But we are getting Roman and Edge officially at WrestleMania. It's kind of lost in the news right now. Our first match made official for the show of shows. I'm looking forward to it. What are your thoughts on the match being made official, Mr. Marceau? I liked it. Um, I mean, that's kind of... We knew that's where it was kind of going, so I'm not, like, shot. But no, I, I mean, Roman, if you like it or not, I mean, Roman's he is the big dog right now. Like, I mean, he's the talk of the town. I mean, he's the best best one going right now. So, I mean, Edge would be stupid to go after anyone else. I mean, Roman's been great. I mean, I love the work they've done with Jey Uso. I, I, I think that's, honestly, how great Roman is. I think that's kind of on the under. I mean, seeing Jay on Sunday, I mean, even my dad pointed out, I was like, he's, he's looked great. I mean, even mm-hmm. Roman revitalizing his career, revitalizing his cousin's career. Like, we used to always goof around, like, why would you, like, Imagine them putting the Usos in the Royal Rumble. Like, who gives a shit? But now, like, I, I'd be down. Like, Jay Usos actually become, like, to me, like, a, he could have a decent... Like, if they give him the IC Championship, I wouldn't even bat an eye at it. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he's been great, and so is Roman. So, Edge and him makes the most sense. I mean, that's a marquee match. I mean, I, I think Roman has to win still. But, I mean, I think that the, I think that's a good match. And that's probably going to headlight probably the second night, I'd say. Uh, of WrestleMania, but I think that's a, a good marquee match. No, I'm looking forward to it. I'm really glad you brought up the Jay thing too, because you look great in the chamber. He actually eliminated both Cesaro and Kevin Owens. Did they continue the Owens Uso feud, or that's got to be a done issue right now, right? Yeah, I think at this point it's a done issue. I mean, they've they feuded for a while now, and I feel like Sunday probably culminated that. But yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, that's what I have to say about Roman. I, th- I think that he's done a lot for his, himself, but I. I think he's helped his cousin out a lot too. So, what do you do with um at, at Fastlane? Do you do Roman and Uso versus Edge and Christian, or do you do another match? Do you do Roman and Brian again? And if you do that, I just I feel like it's too predictable. That's the problem. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see what they do. But the thing is, like Fastlane's never really marquee or must see. So no. I could see them doing like a, maybe like Cesaro or like you said maybe Daniel Bryan again. Um, but I mean, obviously at the end of the day, it's it's Edge and, and Roman. Speaking of Cesaro, do you still think they'll probably do Rollins and Cesaro at that pay-per-view and then maybe, as I've said before, probably leading to Rollins and Bryan at WrestleMania? 
Yeah, it seemed like that's the direction they're going with, at least in the interim was was Rollins and Cesaro. You tacked him on SmackDown. So, um, yeah, I would say do that at Fastlane. I think Brian and Rollins, I mean, they haven't really hinted at it recently, but I mean, that's what I would do at WrestleMania. Going over to Monday Night Raw, Riddle is the new United States champion. Um, Is there any one opponent that you want to see him face at WrestleMania? I think, just, I don't know, it's a weird thing because... AJ's been winning a lot lately. You would think, okay, they'll do that match, but they've had a million matches already. AJ should be in a higher-profile match at WrestleMania. I know I've said Triple H before. A lot of people have said Triple H because AJ wants that match. I, I feel like AJ should be a bigger part of the road to WrestleMania right now, and WrestleMania is coming up in a month and a half, and he has no clear opponent. Unless Triple H comes back next week, it looks like he's going to be a part of some multi-man mess at WrestleMania. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I like Riddle, I guess. I mean, like you said, I think the the bigger story is like them taking up the belt off Bobby just to free him up for bigger things than actually Riddle winning it, which kind of sucks. But, I mean, his gimmick's just terrible. I mean, he's faced a ton of people on Raw, too. Like you said, like, I, I really don't know who you'd put him in, like, a, like a, a single match with. I feel like he's feuded with everyone. Like, Jeff, he's been with Jeff Hardy, Sheamus, Bobby, that whole Hurt business. AJ, I mean, like, just, like, everyone that he's already wrestled with everyone, so it could be, like you said, a multi-man match, or, I mean, I wouldn't really care if he was in the Battle Royal, but uh, that's just my thought. You're doing with Riddle? Yeah. Yeah, well, they, I could see them doing Riddle and Keith Lee if Keith Lee's good to go by that point. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a decent match. Um, I, I feel like they'd put it on the pre-show. I'm not really sure what's going on with Keith Lee, though, but, uh, yeah. I don't know, that match, like, one-on-one screams like a pre-show match, unfortunately. For them, at least. I think that'd be a good match, but I could still see them putting on a pre-show. No, I, I, yeah, I could totally see that. With two nights of WrestleMania, you never know, but yeah, I could see it going on the pre-show. Um, is the end near for Retribution? They did not get involved at Elimination Chamber. They lost again on Raw this week, which, again, no surprise, but um, the thing with that is that Ali was scolding them afterward. We've seen it before. Is this nothing new, or is this actually leading somewhere this time, you think? Uh, who knows? I mean... Who cares? <laughs> I was just this, I was about to say that I was going to give some like analysis, and then I was honestly like, "Who cares?" <laughs> it's one of those things. I'm just over the, the whole group has just been a fucking mess. No one cares. The whole idea, like I said, if they just did like what if they all were like, "Oh, we were overlooked and under like we weren't given opportunities, whatever," and they were just like normal people, like their own person. I think they could have got over. But once they did the masks and like the goofy outfits, they just. They also were just dead in the water, unfortunately, and they just never recovered. I don't, I don't know how, how they even thought that was a good idea, but yeah. yeah we'll go down as like one of the worst gimmicks ever once they re- break up eventually. The fact that it's still going on six, seven, eight months later is just, it's it's amazing to me. It's just amazing to me, but uh, yeah, hopefully this dies to death on the Sooner side. We get that Ali-Kofi match, and then we can just move the hell on, because who the hell could possibly care yeah but you say it's when it's because they something that they really want to happen they'll just literally push it until like it literally is dead <laughs> it's like they will literally have it until there's no breath left like in the auction tank but they'll just keep pushing us until they realize like shit that's not gonna work but i mean, I mean yeah it, that was a while ago hey that that tank ran empty a while ago but they're still pushing no i i agree but you can say the same thing for uh, underground but they pulled the plug on that pretty quickly yeah i mean yeah, that was kind of dumb. I don't, I don't know. And <laughs> they do a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah, but the thing is, like, it depends on whose idea it is. Like, maybe Vince's idea was retribution, so he's going to push until it's dead. True. Maybe someone's idea was underground, he'll pull the plug quicker. I don't know. That was probably a Shane idea, the more that I think about it. 
Probably, and then he hasn't been on TV much, and then he's come back. I can't wait for him and Braun at Mania. It's going to be great. I know we talked about that last week, but, uh, God, who the fuck could possibly care? Does that mean Shane's <laughs> jumping off the pirate ship? I hope so. Oh, my God. So we'll quickly talk about NXT from Wednesday. Did you catch the whole show? Yes, sir. Um, it was a good show. I thought it was solid. Nothing overly out of the ordinary, though I did like the no disqualification match with Cross and Escobar. Um, the ending angle with Cole and Strong and Balor I thought was pretty good. Um, that was really about it. It was I I I haven't finished my review here, but there weren't a lot of segments. There were some good matches. Uh, Zoe Stark taking Shirai to the limit, fine match. Uh, Lewis, uh, Loomis and Gargano kind of was what it was. Uh, Zayli and Kadenzaro further that along. Uh, Grizzled Young Vets and Maverick and Dane was a good match. And is do you know if the men's tag team title match is happening next week? Because I feel it was advertised, and then they said that one of them broke their hand. Wesley, I think so. Is that off now? I don't know. I didn't. See, I don't remember seeing any advertisement, but I don't remember. Yeah. So, what were your overall thoughts on the show on Wednesday for our next day? No, I thought it was a good show. A nice little show. Um, I enjoyed the probably the no DQ match, probably my favorite part of the night. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cross came off as a fucking badass, which he is. So that's always good. And Escobar was good in his role as well. So, I mean, it's not like he's going to go for the. I, I mean, no, and then they probably would, but like, it's not like he's going for the cruiserweight championship. But, <laughs> yeah. but, Cross looked like a fucking monster, so I think that just kind of just signified him as a beast because he just looked amazing. Like, there was like the perfect book match for him just to make him look like a badass, so that was good. I mean, if Strong didn't think Cole was going to turn on him, he's just an idiot, but I mean, that that was good that they furthered that on, um, and then they had like the update on Kyle O'Reilly, so see what happens there. Um, but yeah, the rest of the show was just, it was good. Zoe Stark, like you said, EO was good. Um, Zia Lee, I mean... I've already honestly I've given up on that already. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the grizzly young vet stain was fine for what it was. I honestly thought Strong might join Cole. I thought they were building up to a red herring where it would be like, oh, don't hurt me, and then they just join together and they they team up because he never attacked Strong last week or at uh, that takeover. It was only O'Reilly and Balor. So I'm thinking, okay, maybe he'll turn with them. But I'm honestly kind of glad they didn't do that. I, I, I think Adam Cole is kind of better off on his own as the sole heel right now. Yeah, he's he's coming off as a badass right now, so I'd keep him as like the the chief asshole on uh, NXT right now. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. There really isn't much more to say about the show other than that. Um, Loomis beat the North American champion, which would probably put him next in line for a title shot. But I wouldn't have him win personally. Yeah, you you know my thoughts on Dexter Loomis. <laughs> I was say. better. I just I just I don't know what they see in the guy. Like he's fine for whatever. He, like he's fine, but I don't know. They they keep pushing him. I just, I don't get it. I mean, him as next North American champion would just do legit nothing. He probably, I would care. I honestly would not care at all. I, I have no interest in seeing him pushed in general, let alone be a champion. This is coming from someone who actually likes Loomis. I do not want to see him win the championship. I just don't feel like he's championship material at all. At least as a babyface, too. He's just, uh, it, he, he feels miscast in the role. I thought it was an entertaining match. I just don't want to see him win the title. Um, a quick prediction is that we talked last week before NXT, meaning that it was before they announced that uh, the WWE Women's Tag Team title match is happening on NXT next week to air opposite of the Shaq and Cody, Jade Cargill, Red Velvet match, and whatever, the go-home show for AEW Revolution on Dynamite. Um, so we're getting that tag team title match next week with Kai and Gonzalez, Jackson Baszler. Who wins? I mean, it has to be Kai and, and, and Gonzalez. I think that's... 
makes the most sense. That's the match you got to. That's the. It has to be. I mean, Nia and Shayna. Just no. I'm over it at this point. Less Nia, the better. I I would have Kai and Gonzalez win and then keep the. Well, they can obviously defend the belts, but I would keep it to to NXT at this point. The main roster. I mean, it's just we've seen every match possible for those belts. I'm just over at this point. For the men's tag team titles. Uh, again, I don't know if they advertised it or they pushed it. I don't know why you would take it off the show. They really want to load up that show, and they should, so I'm not sure why they would take it off. But um, say MSK and Lorcan and Birch is either changed to a triple threat or Grizzled Young Vets get the shot instead. I think it would be a cool scenario if they gave the belts to the Grizzled Young Vets instead and they put MSK in chase mode. I mean, they could always have MSK just win the belts from Lorcan and Birch, but... Um, I think it'd make more sense because they already won the trophy, so they can always, you know, and they got screwed out of the opportunity. That's what I would do with that. I think that might be what they what they're building to because I'm not sure why else they would continue the grizzled young vets and MSK feud if that's not what they were going for. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think we both at least like when we discussed and did the predictions, we both thought grizzled young vets would win. Um, but yeah, if if they can't go and they do the triple threat, I mean, that'd be pretty cool. Like you said they could they could win and then. MSK would still have the trophy and they still would have the opportunity and then they could put them in chase mode. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, everyone, I, th- I thought, I mean, we did at least, that Grizzled Young Vets would win. So I was pretty surprised that they didn't. And then with what's coming up now, I could still see them like being added in and winning. What's your prediction for Shirai and Storm in two weeks? Um, I want Tony Storm to win, but I think Yo's going to win. Yeah, and no, I think it's a filler opponent for Shirai, but I'm really glad they're continuing it. We talked about that last week, and uh, they're doing that match on NXT TV, as we expected, and uh, it should be a great match, and we haven't seen them. I think they had one one-on-one match about a year ago on NXT TV. They had a no contest, but um, the Mayon Classic Finals a few years ago were great, so I'm glad they're going back to it and acknowledging that history. So now we close off with... Dynamite, which was a mixed bag of a show to say the least. I actually enjoyed the show overall, to be honest with you. I thought the last three matches were really good, but there were a lot of questionable decisions made on the show. Uh, maybe not a lot. Of that That's probably a stretch. Mr. Marceau, I will just let you take it away here because you have a lot more to say about the show, I think, than I do. Yeah, I mean, this show... The problem I have with the show is that each week I just, like, scratch my head after usually everything I watch. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so, like, the beginning match, like, you hate Ryan Nemeth. I really don't have a problem with him. He is what he is. But, like, Moxley beats him, whatever. Um, I mean, who else? I couldn't even list you off the top, man, what else happened. But, I mean, when it comes to that women's match and the fact that Britt Baker did not win is completely mind-boggling to me. She was a clear number one contender. Oh, well, she's not the clear number one contender because Red Velvet is, for some odd reason. In, in the I rankings, I don't know yeah. why. She is number one contender. I mean, I'm assuming they just did that just so they can, like, pump it up. Like, oh, she's number one contender next week. But, like, all her wins, I'm pretty sure we're on dark against job people. So, who fucking cares? But, yeah, so Britt Baker's in this tournament. They did two heels against each other. I'm like, okay, kind of weird. But, you know, Brute's going to win. I mean, obviously, she's no one contender. Like, she should be, yada, yada. She fucking loses. Like, what, what, mis- what sense does that make? Yeah. So now you're going to have Riho. It's probably gonna be Riho's going to beat Thunder Rosa, which she shouldn't do anyways. And then they'll do her and Nyla again. And then she'll beat Nyla again. And then she'll win the tournament and face Sheeta. Like, who cares? <laughs> Riho, like, Britt Baker was, like, she should have been the first champion anyways. But fucking Riho should not have won at first. They just did that because all the freaking basement-dwelling freaking AEW fans are all pissed because she was, like, the push 
baby face right off the bat, so they gave it to freaking Rio. It should have been Britt Baker. Now she's doing the best work out of any of the women in the company as a heel, and they have her lose the freaking Nyla Rose. I just, it makes no sense, and it's, if the, she should be the one to beat Sheeta. So if Rio beats Sheeta, I'm, I'm done. I mean, I, I don't need to see Rio again. She's literally not that good. I don't see the like the over the top how like the praise for her like she's so great like no she's not she's decent at best I've never seen a great Rio match yet like she's just so small and just it's just so unbelievable she hits people and moves and she flies a mile across the ring because she's like eighty pounds like who cares <laughs> I'm just it's Britt Baker if Britt Baker's not the one that beats now uh, Sheeta then I I don't know what to tell you I mean this tournament in general is just. I get the point of it, but they, half the matches aren't even on TV. Like so, like the people that are going to watch on Bleacher Report or all these other like forms of like streaming and stuff. Like those are the people that are already watching. Like they aren't going to get new viewers or going on Bleacher Report or YouTube on a Monday night to watch this mm-hmm. shit. So I just uh, if Britt Baker's not the one to beat her at the end, I just I don't know what the fuck they're doing. I just Makes no sense. She's she was undefeated too. Going, she was four and zero. Having to lose the fucking Nyla Rose, who has been on TV and God knows who's when. I mean, she just had one win all year. Like, where the fuck she been? I, I just this company. They like they're gonna like say that they're pushing the women, but that was really dumb. Listen, I and I, I thought the match was really good. I thought it was one of the better matches I've seen from both women. But from a booking standpoint, it made absolutely no sense for Nyla Rose to win. Zero sense. Because it's not even like, oh, maybe they'll go with her instead as the winner. She's not fucking winning this thing. She lost about the sheet a year ago. And then she had a rematch at full gear, and she lost fucking that too. So we know that we're not getting that. Rio and Sheeta, I could see them doing just because I don't think they've done it since. I think they did it at All Out in 2019. And that was when Rio won and qualified for the um, the first ever women's title match on Dynamite in uh, October of that year. And then now Sheena can win. Sheena can win and get the title back, or um, get her win back over Riho. I guess, but like, you gotta strike when the iron is hot. And not to say that it won't still be hot with Baker in a month or two. And they might be saving it for double or nothing. But why fucking wait? Like, just do it now. Do it now, dude. Baker could have won. And then you have Rosa in chase mode. I don't know. I just. We know Rio's not going to win the title, I don't think. I think they'd be incredibly dumb if they put the belt back on her because her first reign was incredibly uneventful. Um, and even Sheeta, you could argue that's been the case too, and it's not her fault. It's just because of how they booked the women on the show. I just thought that was really, really dumb. I thought that was really stupid. There's no, um, there's really no uh, defending that, I don't think. So, Nyla Rose, just, go ahead. I just, don't, I just don't get it. Like I said, I, I woke up this morning, I thought I had a nightmare that she lost. And I just <laughs> looked on my phone, I'm like, nope, she did. I just... Like, if you're going to have, like, she's been so well booked, too. Like, she beat Thunder Rosa, who's obviously a big deal, or one of their bigger women. Like, she's on, she's been on TV regularly. Like, she's, like, their featured woman. Like, if she was going to lose or, like, I'd rather her, like, get hurt or, like, not, like, she got beat. She got beat, like, in the ring. Clean. Like, clean as a sheet. Like, <laughs> if you're going to have her lose, like, have her get counted out or, have her get, like, her and, like, just take her out of the thing. Or just don't put her in it. Or just have her face Sheeta. That's what it should be anyways. It should be her and Sheeta anyways. It shouldn't, it's like, there shouldn't be a tournament to face Sheeta. Like, Britt Baker is clearly the number one contender. Why is there even a tournament? And it's just mind-boggling. I mean, like you said, it's going to be Riho, and she freaking wins, God forbid. I I, I have no idea what I'm going to do. But it just, it's, it's so, like you said, the iron's hot. And like you said, it, she could still be in a couple months, still be pretty hot. But like, 
she was coming off some of her bigger biggest wins in the last couple months, and then you just she just loses. So we're going to wait around. And I just feel like she just won't be on TV and just won't be – like, she's hot now. Like, why would you wait even longer? Mm-hmm. I, so, mean, I don't know. They, they probably want to get sense. another match out of it, but I just feel like it's it's just too long. I don't know. They really should have just they really should have just done it at um at that pay per view. So I, I don't agree with it. I thought that was stupid. Or don't even put her in the tournament. I just think having her lose was dumb. Uh, we know Nyla Rose isn't gonna win, so it's like oh they're building her up again. No, they're fucking not. They're she's not. Like, what do you even do with her in the interim? Like she's already beat Thunder Rose, so I'm not gonna go back to that. Like that was a program. They already did that. So what's she gonna do now? Face Riho, like, gives a shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they that's could do... the problem because like they don't have any other women that really are established. Like, I mean, like maybe she faces Serena Deeb for the NWA title, but like, was she gonna lose on that? Like, she's gonna lose that too? Like, mm-hmm. it's just one of those things. They don't really have that many other women, so like, her not winning here, it just if she's doing anything, it's gonna be something that's not as like nothing of importance. Like, she's coming off her biggest win recently, and then yeah. then what are you gonna do with her? Nothing. We. Made no, absolutely no sense. But again, I thought... We're going to face fucking pumpkin pie after her and Cody beat Shaq and Jade. Like, who cares? <laughs> Who's winning next week of that match? Um, I, uh, I, I'm assuming Jade and Shaq will win. Um, I mean, like you said, they could do if pumpkin pie and uh, Cody wins. I mean, I guess you could do her and Britt, but I mean, Britt would have to win. But I don't know. I just one of those things I feel like they're really pushing Jade. And obviously with Shaq as well. So I, I, I could see Jade winning, uh, their team winning. Yeah, I could see Jade pinning Red Velvet. Um, hopefully we don't get a Cody-Shaq match out of it, and this is it. Again, Shaq and Big Show, and I, I, I'm in totally... I'm not even saying this is a popular opinion. This is what they should do. It would be funny just to see them do the match after like 10 years. But beyond that, I don't need to see more of any more of Shaq. And at least that would make sense. Any more of Shaq and AEW beyond this is just... Uh, and I like Shaq, too. I just don't really feel like this is necessary, and it's an incredible waste of Cody. I feel like uh, he should just be a lot more important on the show than he is currently. But again, I thought the wrestling last night was actually really good. Paige and Cassidy, although it was predictable, I thought it was a really good match. Um, Archer and Ray Phoenix had a great match. Archer is now in the ladder match at the pay-per-view to qualify for the um, number one contenders match for the AEW TNT title. So, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm sure you were a big fan of the uh, the blood pack or the ketchup packets on... Uh, uh, the young Bo- uh, the young bucks' dad's face last night when they got when he got busted open quote unquote by uh, Jericho and MJF. I'm stealing your line here because you said it was a uh, Heinz pack uh, ketchup packets, but uh, I thought that was a, that was stupid. Yeah, that I mean that is what it was. I, I guess it's furthering it. I guess it kind of makes the bucks look like baby faces. So I, I get what they're coming from there. But geez, like you said, looked like someone took a fucking ketchup pack right out and hit him right off the head with it, like. Even Molly was like watching it, and she just like kind of had like happened to pick her head up. And she's like, "That looks like terrible blood." I'm like, "Yep." Yeah, no, so. that was dumb. Um, overall, though, again, I thought it was a decent show. I enjoyed some of the matches, but uh, yeah, I don't know, just uh, some questionable stuff. So we'll see um, what's going to happen from here next week on the show. And I forgot what else they advertised. If there's any other big matches aside from the Shaq stuff, but um. We'll see how he does ratings-wise and see if it pays off for Dynamite. I'm sure they will get a boost. I have no doubt about that. 
Um, but we'll see what they do beyond that with the Revolution next Sunday. So speaking of which, we got the Revolution predictions next Thursday here on the show, breaking down Raw and Dynamite and NXT per usual. So looking forward to that. But Mr. Marceau, people can catch new episodes of the show every single Thursday. WrestleRant.com, WrestleRantRadio.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, Google Play, and Podbean. Uh, you can rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show, never miss an episode. Any final thoughts, Mr. Marceau, as we ride off into the sunset here? Britt Baker losing ruined my weekend. <laughs> I, I was expecting an angry text from you as soon as she lost, and I'm glad you, um, I, I, I'm glad I watched that live because I, usually I watch NXT first. I watched Dynamite live last night, so I'm glad that you, I'm glad, I'm glad you texted me as soon as it was, as, as it was over because I was, uh, fully expecting that, but, uh, hopefully she bounces back soon. So, uh, and, and what I sent people, right, when she got pinned, I said, I almost just smashed my phone. <laughs> that that's what the response was immediately. That's exactly what you said. I got a good chuckle out of me and Alexis. Um, but yeah, Mr. Marceau, take care. Enjoy the weekend, and I'll catch your ass down the road, brother. Later.